this podcast will fail. And that's probably okay, but I could just as easily be wrong. So who really knows? All right, so this is going to be episode 63. Yeah, episode 63 of this podcast will fail. Uh, I am just some guy. Um, who I am is completely irrelevant to the conversations that I come here to have with you, with myself, and today with an old friend. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to my guy, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hello there, everybody. How's it going? I <laughs> was almost expecting like some fake hand clapping in there, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to enter the stage and let the talking do the rest, I suppose. I mean, that would be like a total old school throwback to what you and I used to do. Like yeah. a, the whole stupid soundboard with sound effects and oh yeah, every other dumb, cheap little trick that we did. Um, <laughs> And so, and, and just before we we jumped on, you 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 actually said that like we're sitting there fussing with headphones and sound, and then you're like, "This is like the old days." I Me, mean, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Nothing yeah, ever worked. Trial by error, and I mean, back in those days, I mean, I don't even know if the term podcast had even really started yet. You know, I don't think so. Um, so it was it was, and it wasn't just us. I mean, there was a lot of people trying to figure this whole this whole field out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked about it quite a bit in the in the first uh, season of this this podcast of, of you know, the genesis of Internet radio. Like at, nowadays, pff, everybody's got Zoom and Skype and Microsoft Teams and whatever other. It's all simple click and, and no work. And no, screw that. We had to do so much work. Yeah. Just to cobble together a live radio show and have people on webcam and have chat rooms. And now all of it's just like pff, plug and play it's crazy oh yeah it would be you know uh, once a week and i mean we were planning every day i mean we would do a lot like two meetups during the week just to make sure that the saturday show was good or at least ready to go and even then you know uh the saturday show sometimes would just completely drop out on us so yeah it was a, it was a lot of work and then that's why i i know that there's other people out there who who are doing stuff every single day and it seems a little overwhelming to me, but then again, I'm not doing it, so I can't really speak to that point, you know? Well, it, right, and, and you know, neither am I. And actually, um, so I, I'll take a second and, and uh, just kind of lay it out a little more detail for anybody that has not listened um, to any of the older stuff that I made on this podcast. So in 2005, I launched a, an internet radio show very loosely based on the hour, idea of Howard Stern. Uh, I was like a little Howard Stern wannabe. And uh, very quickly, uh, this dude that you're hearing on the other side of this podcast popped up. And, and within what, two episodes, you were like, dude, let me be a co-host. And I'm like, yeah, come on, be a co-host. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty then, much. Yeah. I think there was like two or three people. He had posted this thing in this internet movie forum that I was a part of. We were all geeks. And I was like, oh, cool. He's going to talk about entertainment and pop culture stuff. I want to go give it a listen. And uh, that's kind of how it started. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I knew you. Uh, I knew you as the gentleman death. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in those early days. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, it was all like, I mean, it was fun. It was just, yeah, it was just flat out fun. And, and it was a lot of work and I, and I put a lot of work on you and, and yeah. And, um, you know, actually, I don't know if you realize this, but, uh, a side note, there's, there's really only one man left standing out of that, those days and those years. Um, and that's Kenny C. And I don't remember, know if you remember chilling with Jeff and Kenny C. I do actually. There, he's still on my Facebook. I still see. Is he really? I still see him post stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's still running strong. That little that that bastard's running two shows a week, uh, doing his entertainment show, doing a wrestling show, and it's twelve something years. Uh, I mean, he outlasted everybody. Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, big props to to Kenny C. If you're out there, but um, so you know i you and i have talked i think probably twice before this most recent uh time that that we've kind of connected here in the last week or so i think over the course of these 10 something 12 years you know we've just kind of uh hovered across you you seem to you seem to remember my birthday for some reason every year and pop up and <laughs> throw me a happy birthday which is cool as hell yeah yeah, I wish I could take credit, but uh, I'm gonna have to let Facebook take credit where it's due. So, you know, uh, plus it would just okay. feel kind of weird. I see it, and I'm like, all right, I'm just, I'm gonna say happy birthday. You know, go you're from good there. Guy. You're good. And good guy like you that. and Andrea have it. the same birthday, so I'm like, bam, you know, two birds, one stone, right there. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but you, you know, I so here's the deal, right? And and there, there's a specific set of reasons why I really, really wanted to have an opportunity to kind of just get you and I back on a microphone again and, and, and just sort of look at that period in our lives, you know, and, and, and it, it ended kind of rough. And that's kind of what I, you know, I set up this season of, of this podcast, um, and, and called it coming to terms, you know, and it, it, as much as I spent the first season of this podcast working through all of the different failures that I've had as a content creator, um, I, I wanted to just kind of work through issues in life, right? You know, family stuff and personal stuff and work stuff. And, and you know, I've, I've never really felt like I, I had a real chance to kind of come back to you and, and have that opportunity for us to kind of look back at the good times, but also you know, take, take a closer look at, um, at quite honestly, what went wrong, right? Because it was, it was a very short period of time for me when it all just kind of did like a slow death. <laughs> it all yeah. sort of fell apart. Um, and so I, I, I know it was a total of four years that I did the show and I did like 200 episodes. Um, and I think that, Right. It was like what in the second year and we, we brought Andrea on board, I think. Right. Yeah. That's um, right. Something like and she was she'd been another one. She was one of my, my my wife's friends that happened to be showing up to the show every single week and getting really involved and calling in a lot. And and next thing I know, you know, we brought her in and she's a third co-host. Now we've got like a morning zoo program. Um, and it, it really just I felt like it. it kind of took a life of its own and it took off and and we were like you said we were having production meetings twice a week which is kind of silly um <laughs> you know amateur hour production meetings over skype or something yeah that's that's what we were doing um i think we started with emails and then skype was really blown up around that time 
Uh, and then, I mean, this was back when I still had a landline at my, my apartment and we would call and then we would do the three-way calling on the phone, um, <laughs> and, uh, do that and take notes. Um, and then, yeah, bringing Andrea in that, that was nice because she kind of gave different points of opinion, uh, view and opinion, obviously, you know, uh, but yeah, I kind of felt like that's when we completed this trio and I believe we started off at is an hour and then we did three hours and then I think we finally settled on two hours. Right. Um, right. Something like that. Yeah. I think like there reached a point where my ambition got so far ahead of real life. Right. And, and I, and I had this ridiculous notion that this thing was going to take off, right. And that I was going to somehow launch it into a real, like, okay, you know, step back, Opie and Anthony, you know, look out Howard Stern, here I come, you know, and uh, I just, I, I don't know. I, I pushed you guys so hard to do more and do more and do more. And we need segments and what's the segments. And I've got interview guests and, and, um, you know, I, I, we did a lot of cool stuff. We did a lot of funny ass bits. We did a lot of the, I think that the comedy was always just spot on. I mean, it, when I think back, all I can really remember is just laughing constantly. Yeah. The, the three of us cracking each other up. Um, yeah, no, I think I noticed that um, obviously I, I feel natural was always the best way to go. And I don't know if we necessarily ever came up with like a skit, like an SNL thing, but it was more or less like an idea. And once we got comfortable with each other, the naturality of that came out. And I think that's what people gravitated towards because, you know, you would listen to a lot of the other shows at the time and either it was just no structure, pointless talking, uh, drunken round table, <clears throat> or, you know, you could tell that people were reading from something and it just, I felt like we found that good, happy balance of the two. And yeah, we would have notes like, Hey, this is coming up next or, Hey, get ready. We're going to do an interview. But most of the time it was just kind of a free flow. And, and that's what I remember about it. The, the creativeness of it is, is what I remember of it. You know, what I, what I see nowadays, the prevalence of these kind of chain letter things on Facebook, right? Someone will post a, uh, you know, hey, fill out these 10 things and tell me your, you know, whatever. So these stupid little like pass it along games. And I look at a lot of those and I go, Christ, we were doing that. You know, we were we were sitting there doing what is the world's greatest and world's worst. Right. Those were always my favorite. What is you know, we would we would do competitions and brackets yeah. and um, just ridiculous game shows. Um, having webcams was an amazing thing when that really started taking off, because then we were doing things like pulling Internet memes and having captioned this, um, you know, and having the audience. I think for me, you know, the interplay between the three of us was always just lit. It was always on fire. But it was that audience piece. It was like having this this population of live people sitting there talking to us via chat, driving the whole damn thing. And I, and I don't know about you, but I always took so much inspiration in the moment from what people were saying in the chat room. Yeah, well, I think that's, you know, I'm not really too much in the field nowadays, but I think that's kind of what differentiated what was going on back then with now to where 
we were able to communicate and talk live with the people while we're doing our segments and they didn't just kind of feel like a drone in the background you know we like you said we would do this caption this and we would have the audience participation live you know um as opposed to you know we would do q a questions later or something like that how they do now or whatever that is but yeah being able and then and, and then you always knew when you hit a, a good subject you know like you said the world's best or the world's worst or uh, I think we did like the world's ugliest or something like that. And uh, <laughs> you could, that's when people really get involved because, you know, we're doing this for ourselves, but we're also wanting to entertain people and having those people come on board and actually participate, which was, I think the hardest thing to get to do was to, to get people to actually participate. Once that was happening, I think that's when it was really taking off. Yeah. Yeah. It, there were, you know, the energy level was just, was amazing for <clears throat> a really long time. And, um, and, you know, like I said, I think the, the ambition, I never really, I never really caught up with what, with what I hoped was going to happen with the thing, but it was still like this point of pride, you know, that we were, we were creating this thing every single week. Um, you know, the, the, I guess when, when it started to kind of wane a little bit for me, it was, it was like, and, and again, I've, I've talked about this previously in this format, but did you ever get that frustration of those times when like, wow, is anybody showing up tonight? <laughs> like there's like 10 people here, you know, and you know, last week, shit, we had 27 last week and the week before that we had 50, you know, and, and, uh, I don't know. I think that for me, the, 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 the first cracks in the armor was when I realized that you and I and Andrea are putting so much time and effort uh, away from our personal lives into producing something that frankly, no one listened to, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it would, there would definitely be those times and are, especially when we would do certain subject matter or, you know, segments where I'm like, Oh, this is, this is going to be a banger, you know, like this is going to be great. And then nothing would happen. And we would have like maybe two people there. And I would just be like, I could have swore that this would have been the one to have broken our pot, our, whatever it was at the time, how we refer to it. But I thought this would have broken it, you know, like this, this was the best and two people were there. And, and like you said, um, it was, it was a lot of work with, with towards the end, little reward because, you know, that first I'd probably say like two and a half, three years or whatever it was uh, when I was a part of it, it was pretty rewarding just to have all of us there. And occasionally we get people who came in and it was, it was great. Um, but I think once we started peaking, it was even better, but it was when it started slowing down where, like you just said, it was like, okay, well, we're doing production meetings twice a week. We're trying to come up with all these new bits. Um, you know, I would, I would use the word discouraging more than anything else, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think I reached that point. I don't know if Andrea did. I'm not sure if you've recorded her yet. Um, I would be surprised if she did because I think she was just happy to be there no matter what. That's the impression I got. Um, and there was nothing wrong with that, but I think you you definitely poured more into it than her or even I did, you know. Uh, you know and 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 it's interesting and and no, I haven't I actually I ever really talked to Andrea about this in this whole time. All all these years later, this decade later, I've never really broached the subject with her 
at all because she, I tell you, um, and and I'll get, uh, I'm kind of jumping ahead in line a little bit here, but I'll tell you that when, when she finally parted ways, um, she was very sweet and kind about it. And, and she said something that, that stuck with me. And basically she said, look, man, um, this is your dream. This is not my dream, you know, and, and I've been happy to, to be a part of it and try to help, but this is taking too much of my life and I've got my daughter and I've got other things I've got going on in life. And I, you know, I, I can't put the amount of time and effort, um, <clears throat> into someone else's dream. I I've got, I've got to work on my stuff. And, and it was weird cause it like, it hurt, but it, it, I got it. I, I understood, you know, I, it, I, what, what could I really have said other than Jesus, thank you for, you know, a year and a half of, uh, of being a part of this thing. But, yeah, how much longer was she on after after I had took Ooh. off? Time is weird, dude. Time is I don't I'm the worst when it comes to trying to remember <laughs> dates and years and length of time and how old people were and stuff. I I want to say cuz again, the only benchmark I really have is 4 years. Yeah. And I know that the the last mm, half last half of a year it was just me and my wife. Right. And and she stepped in to be the co-host when Andrea left. And then I think we we managed to squeeze out another maybe six months before I finally was like, OK, that, that's that's it. We're done. We're playing to an empty room and I don't have anything else to say. I've, I've run out of ideas and, and whatever. So I guess if, if you um, if you made your exit around, I guess, maybe two and a half years, to maybe three. Maybe, so it must have been a third year. I don't know, dude. This is so stupid that I can't remember any of this. Um, I want to say I was there for a good, like, yeah, solid two. A two and a half sounds right because I was kind of lingering there that last, like, six months before it was finally, like, set in stone. Right, right, right. And 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 so, really, here you are. You've kind of gotten to the to the, to the meat of the question is, you know, I knew, um, I knew that something had changed for you, right? I, I knew that I could kind of feel it every single week, um, that your attention was being driven to a lot of other things apart from just, you know, our stupid show every single Saturday. Um, and then, something but, but it wasn't until all these years later and and the opportunity to talk to you 10 years down the road to really get a sense of of what was happening at that time in your life because at at that time for me it was like i don't know it was like oh here we go i'm coming to terms with stuff buddy yeah. um it was like losing a brother in a way you know like I look. We didn't know each other from Adam until 2005, right? I didn't know you. You didn't know me. We met on a message board before there was ever Facebook. There were these BBB message boards, and and you and I were out there with a bunch of other people talking about movies and and books and comic books and science fiction and whatever else. And but but over that period of time, right? I, I got to know you, and and we got to develop that kind of uh, friendship. So. I guess I wanted to kind of see if I can and get you to kind of talk about why you left ultimately, what happened and and how it fell apart for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's I'm glad that we can get to it now <laughs> because obviously uh, 
uh, a lot had happened. Um, it's been several years since then. Um, it's not a fresh wound, let alone a wound at all anymore in regards to why. Um, so I had gotten married in September of like 2007 or something like that. And before I would, I was with her for six years. We got married and six months later we divorced. And through two of those years, I was on the radio show. And like the last year, it, it, the radio show was great for me because it was a distraction from what was going on at home. You know, I was working two jobs at the time. Um, and then I was able to do this and the home life was, was pretty miserable. Um, I started drinking a lot as well. Um, but ultimately, um, what ended up happening was my wife ended up cheating on me, um, on the night Mm. before our best friend's funeral. I wish I could make this shit up, but it's true. Um, with one of my friends down the street from my apartment. Um, and then it just fell apart from there. Uh, you know, we went to the funeral the next day. I remember by then everyone knew because I'm like, dude, fuck this whore. And then that same night, she ends up going out to the bar. That just goes to show like where our relationship was. Now, I'm not going to put the full blame on her necessarily. It takes, you know, it, there's two people in the relationship. I was, sure, you know, sure. I was drinking too much and she didn't want to be near me or she was smoking too much pot and I didn't want to be near her, whatever it was. But from there, you know, we, we own stuff together. We lived in this apartment together. Um, I actually tried to work it out um, stupidly. Um, but I believed I was like, Hey, you know, let's just take a break or something. Uh, so then I went and moved to my brother's, uh, he was in Utah at the time. Uh, he was, uh, air force reserve. So that's where he was stationed at the time. So I went and I stayed with him for the two months. Um, and I ended up doing, I think a show or two with you guys in those two month spans in Utah. Um, and it was just really hard. It was really hard to put on like a happy face because in the meantime, I'm trying to work stuff off out with my, my first wife and she's out partying. And I still remember to this day her telling me, well, you got all this out of your system. I need to get it out of mine now. And I'm just like, fuck. Okay. And of course, you know, I'm in Mormon country, you know, I'm like, there's no alcohol anywhere. I'm I'm like, how am I supposed to go release all this pain that I know that she's out having fun doing. So I was able to kind of come back and forth and keep you and Andrea, you know, updated a little bit. Um, I didn't know where I was going, you know, like I thought my whole life was kind of planned out from there, you know, being with the girl that I loved and moving, going from there. Um, ultimately she decided that she wanted to get a divorce. And at that point I'm like, okay, it's, it's, it took a lot, but it was time to move on. It was about three months. I was in Utah, I think for three or four. And then, and then I, from there I moved to San Diego and then I think, I was still doing an episode or two with you, but at that point, man, I, I didn't care, man. I pushed everybody out. Um, I, the only person I didn't push out was my mom because I ended up having to move back in with my mom when I was like 22 or whatever it was when it happened. 22, I think. Um, 
so yeah, my brother and my dad, friends, I, you know, anyone associated with her, even if they were on my side, I was like, you know, fuck you basically. Like I want nothing to do with you guys, nothing. Um, and that just kind of took a, a, a toll. And, you know, I, I think you and I had a conversation and you were just, I don't remember the exact words, but I think it was something along the lines of you or I saying, okay, well, if you're not fully committed, then, you know, even these random guest spots aren't enough. And I think I was just essentially like, you know, I just, I can't be a part of it anymore because I couldn't, I wasn't the person I was on that radio show anymore after everything that had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I just didn't care anymore. So it was, it would be hard for me to come back and do that. And I need a long time to heal from that. And I mean, it's like, I've never, never heard or, or understood the, the scope of, of what you just laid out. Right. I knew that. And, and frankly, I didn't, I think if I look back, I don't think I even knew that you had already been married for as long as you were, right? I remember you talking about this individual from time to time. I remember little pieces of hearing about her, but not 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 to the extent that that you just laid out. So so obviously it was so much on you that like you 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 kept us I feel like you almost like kept us uh, safe from everything that was going on with you, right? That you were you were dealing with all this crap. I I do remember when you went to your brothers. Now that you say that, I I remember you saying, "Yeah, yeah, I'm out in Utah visiting with my brother." You know, I I do distinctly remember that. Um, but but I'll tell you, I mean, on my side of it, I just there's almost like a a level of guilt that I hold because you know, it, and look, it was your choice not to, you know, who who you share your personal stuff with is is everybody's personal choice right and 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 again you had your own reasons for not spilling all of your stuff all over everybody else and i get that but i feel guilty because it's like i had no clue what you were going through i had no idea the level of 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 pain and and hurt that you were dealing with um at that time and and just like every other normal human being selfishly uh i felt <laughs> it's so it is funny to look back years later and go you know i sat there and felt genuinely insulted and how dare he and what the f and and you know we had a good thing how dare you you know but but it's that's just kind of childish to me <laughs> to look back on it and realize wow i was hung up on some dumb shit <laughs> when this guy was dealing with real life and real stuff and here i am worried about this you know, cranky anchors want to be uh, radio show. You That's know? a good show. No, but what, well, yeah. here's the thing too. Like, like you said, I, I led on to letting, you know, really only a few people know that there was stuff going on. And even then not to full extent, I mean, I, a lot of people didn't even know my story up until about a year or two ago, people I had worked with for five or six years. And I was just like, yeah, so-and-so because, you know, at the time you, you hear, okay, she cheated on you. Okay. Well, what were you doing wrong? And it's like, okay, well I was, you know, drinking heavily at the time and she was out partying all the time. And we were trying to, you know, blanket this relationship with happiness when honestly we just needed to go our own way so it was a contention of embarrassment for me um 
now years later, it's just like, yeah, it happened. And you know what? I, I grew from it. And you know what? She's off. Uh, she lives in Idaho now. Uh, she has two kids. Uh, she's doing fine. Uh, I'm here. I have my own wife, uh, my second wife, uh, and I have my two kids. So it's just like at the time it was such unbearable pain, but yeah, I was, I just, I felt like talking with you about it was just like, yeah, we're going to divorce. It's whatever. It was easier for me to try and play it off like nothing and then just let myself deal with it inside and as I've gotten older, I've realized that uh, you can't do that shit because it eats you up, you know. So I've I've been really able to talk about it more because it's a it's a sense of healing, and you know, I think that's why I held it in. I'm not even sure if Andrea knows the exact story either, but that that was it, man. It was it was her. It had nothing to do with the radio show, and right, right. Um, as much as that would have been a great distraction, I was just like, okay, well, fuck it. She's gone. All right, well, I'm going to go, you know, fuck all these other girls and do drugs and drink because who fucking cares now? I have no responsibility. Um, I went down a downward spiral there for a little bit, but luckily I was able to come back and I just didn't want to bring any of my close friends or, you know, anyone like that with me. It's just, uh, damn. <laughs> damn man um i i am sorry that you went through all that you know and i and i and i genuinely mean that i mean you, everybody has to go through life everybody has to deal with what they have to deal with in order to grow and become the person that they are for good or or ill um but no i mean seriously i i um i i think if i have a regret it would be that i i regret that you weren't able to uh, let me in, you know, and let me try to be something more to you than just this friend of yours that you do this radio thing with, you know, and, and again, the history has its own way. You know, you, you can look back with with a clearer set of eyes now, all these years later. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because I've, I, we've stayed friends on Facebook for a long time now like yeah. i don't know if we ever even really disconnected um on facebook that way because you know we were there at the dawn of the damn thing we were we, we were doing yeah, radio right. when facebook <laughs> launched we were still doing myspace man i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god myspace yeah yep back then twitter we thought it was a fucking bird you know not not what it is <laughs> now so hey i'll tell you what though myspace is where i got all of those bands to come on for yep. interviews that's that's where i found the musicians that we interviewed so um so you know what and 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 you sound like you you had a lot of years to kind of work through what you went through and and i'm curious now i want to kind of and, and move forward because you know you you moved on right i mean and like you said you were coming and going a little bit i understand better now my recollection of of you just sort of being there but not being there and then all of a sudden being like all right you know what then i'm just gonna go and and now that I can look at that with with the knowledge of what you just shared and and that perspective and like I said it it wasn't just you like the whole thing was on this slow burn down to zero anyways right Andrea hung on for a while longer and then you know my wife came in for a while longer and then it was like like okay fine this this rides over it's time to it's time to move on but I'm uh, I, I'm curious then to ask you like 
what was the turning point for you? Because I can tell you, and I'll, and like on this podcast, I'm going to cover it later this month, my rock bottom, right? And, and I have a rock bottom where I was just about similar age to where you were when all this happened to you. But I'm curious, I don't, I don't want to know the rock bottom. That's your, that's your story. But I want to know where was that turning point for you? What was the revelation that started bringing you back? Back from from the bottom, buddy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I won't get into it too much. I mean, I I kind of you know I've been battling alcohol off and on for a few years. That was kind of my go to. It was an easy one. Um, a lot of mistakes were made by it and you know i should actually be pretty thankful that i am where i'm at right now um but it, it wasn't until i i it full i mean i i've been take i've taken breaks here and there from it uh you know a couple months here and there i would stop and then be like hey i'm okay again um and I, it was about a year and a half ago two years ago i was just really really unhappy with my job loved what i did loved it but was very unhappy with the management and that just made me and gave me an excuse to keep on drinking even harder and making stupid decisions. And, um, it, it was, ba- it was this year. It's weird. Cause you know, 2020 has been a pretty, pretty crazy year, uh, for everybody. Um, but it was at the beginning of the year where I finally decided, I was like, this was in February, early February, uh, I was like, all right, it's time to change. And uh, the job, I'm not working at that job anymore. Got the house, living with the family, focusing on them. Not that I didn't before, but I'm sure you understand what I mean. Um, and just truly focusing myself on myself, dealing with issues that were so easily ignored when I drank, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's something I'll be battling with you know, for the rest of my life. And I'm, and I have no problem saying that and being like, all right, I'm going to be battling with it. You know, I've never made my life easy. Why would I make the rest of it easy? Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of it there. It it was at the beginning of this year where Hmm. it was just finally like, all right, well, you've been talking like this for like the last two years to make a change. You had this as an excuse. The excuse isn't there anymore. What is it now? You know, and it was just like nothing. Let's just do it. Let's change. Let's be the man that you're always wanting to be or trying to be anyway and move forward. And, you know, it, and I find that interesting because I, and I started to preface it by saying that, you know, you and I have been connected on, on Facebook as sort of that, you know, distant friends list uh, acknowledgement every year. Hey, how are you? Hey, happy birthday. You know, or you'd post something and I'd, you know, hit the like button, Yeah. Um, you know, but, but for me, from my perspective, looking, looking in on your life from so far away via the lens of Facebook, um, I really felt like, holy shit, look at Mark. He's a family guy now. Look, right. He's got his beautiful new wife. He's got this awesome little kid uh, with a kick-ass name, Salem. And I'm just like, I felt at that point I was seeing like a new Mark. Like, holy shit, this kid's, this kid's good now. Look at him. Right. And, and so despite whatever you have been dealing with over these last couple of years up to now, up to 2020, 
I guess I just I'll share with you if it's worth anything that man from the outside looking in, um, you have looked like a solid individual, like like a solid dad and husband and respectful, respectable guy for for quite a while in my eyes, dude. I mean, I, you know, we we I I was a I was a, a, a an arrogant you know jackass in the days that you and I were were doing radio together, and you were you know, you were a punk, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) pretty much. You were just a punk kid, 20 something years old, whatever. And I was just a, I was a, you know, I was a putz, um, with a, with, you know, with my own thumb up my ass. So I look, I look at you and I go, I can't, it it can't be just this year that he's turned a corner because I've watched this kid turn into a man and a father and a husband for a while now. So take that for what it's worth. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, excuse me, I burped. Um, uh, yeah, well, this year for, for that personally, but um, I think it was we moved to Arizona about seven years ago, and that's kind of when it really started changing, you know, because I met my wife in, in San Diego, and, you know, we would go out and kick it, and dude, your typical San Diego Beach, California movie, we'd go to the beaches at night and drink, and people are playing fucking acoustic guitars and shit, like, <laughs> I'm not making it up, man, it's it's like, it, what you see in that shit sometimes is 100% true, um, and I mean, in San Diego, where we were located, you know, near, like, uh, Pacific Beach, Ocean Beach, like, it's party central, man, Um and then all of a sudden we moved to Arizona and I think that's when my big boy hat snapped on and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Now it's time to be doing something and, you know, get the car, get the job, do all that. Um, and then, you know, of course I would pepper in some bad weekends of me drinking and then I would just yeah. not want to move for a day or two. I mean, I, I'm very thankful to say I was never one of those drunks who uh, hit anyone. I never got in my car and drove into anything. I never abused my family. Um, right. You know, blood or not. It was just, it was more tearing myself apart because I felt I deserved it. And I think that kind of just goes on back to maybe around the time that we were doing the radio show. Um, why? you know that's my own business but yeah yeah but um yeah you know it it was all interesting times it's weird to think that it was like 10 years ago even more that it's really trippy to think there's times when i feel like are you kidding me that was just like a couple years ago and then there's other times when what was that like 20 years ago 30 like that was a lifetime ago i don't even like i i can't even fathom that we ever were there <laughs> like yeah and now dude, now that i'm 35 like i i completely am like understanding you know the things that i didn't quite understand obviously 10 years ago you grow but i mean perfect examples like i remember on one of the segments in the show you randomly brought up using like wet wipes for your butt and I'm just like, dude, I use dry, you know, it was like a big funny segment. I'm just like, dude, you're, you're ridiculous. Why would you do that? I can tell you right now, now that I'm 35, man, the wet towelette wipe is the way to go. Because oh my guess God, what? man. <laughs> it's <the> I was, <laughs> I was 35 yeah. just like you are now. I was 35 when we had that conversation. Yeah. 
You know, the, the, the funny thing about that show, I think, in, in, in the final analysis for me when I really look back, is how juvenile we were. You know, we were a bunch of adults that were just taking every opportunity to say every bad potty word that we knew how to say, making all kinds of adult sexual jokes about everything. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I, there's a YouTube channel for it out there. Um, I've, I've never said the name of that radio show on this podcast. I, everything's anonymous. Like I don't, I don't use my own name. Nobody knows my name and I, and all of these things, but it's out there. And the only real videos that are there are the world's ugliest celebrity. That's it, um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did that with, uh, it was like Amy Winehouse and, uh, and, and Kelly, uh, Osborne and Michael Jackson ended up winning. And I, yeah, and I very recently are probably dead now too. I, most of I yeah, yeah. I think Kelly Osborne is probably the only one still alive. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but you know, I, I watched that this year, um, as a look back and my God, every third word out of my mouth was F literally like, are you kidding me? I've never sworn or used foul language so much. And, and, and yet here we are, God, there was just so much uh <laughs> adolescent dude that was like the time of the curse wording you know because I've, yeah. I've even calmed down but yeah i know what you're talking about it was i need to you know make my point understood and the only way i'm gonna say that is if i throw three fuck words into that sentence of nine right you know i and and even just i I've, i have some regrets i mean i there was you know one time we were trying to get Andrea to use boob tape and take a picture. Like, what was I thinking? Well, I look back at that now and go, what is wrong with you? Why yeah. would I ever put somebody in that position? Like that, I, I, that's like a regret that I have, you know, ever remember the whole bingo wing thing. We had a whole oh, big dude, set. The wing was great. I, where I you were going to put the bingo oh, wing, man. I thought that was Jesus. great. I thought that was hilarious. You were, <laughs> were going to film a, a porno with a new, position that you had oh yeah. my and we were going to sell it for a million dollars talk about that segment but the bingo wing was brought up probably until about three years ago i haven't i haven't said it in a while but now like if you type in bingo wing people know what it is so it's like it kind of <laughs> lost its steam um I mean, I guess if I really wanted to, I could, you know, go to Pornhub and type in bingo wing and see what happens, but I'm not going to do that. Oh, God, don't, no, just, you're not uh, going to be happy. I know. I don't want, yeah, I, I like being happy. <laughs> I'll stay away from that. Stay happy. Stay but happy. To be fair, I think what you were trying to do was uh, see what worked and see what didn't, you know, and the only way of doing that is is actually doing it. You know, and like I said earlier, you know, we would do a segment where I thought it would be a winner and it doesn't. And then there'd be other segments where we thought, oh, God, why are we even doing this? OK, it's just a filler. Then that 10 minute little filler turned into a 30 minute segment, which right. turned into two weeks later. We're going to do that again. You know, I mean, how are we supposed to know? How are you supposed to know? And I think a lot of the struggle I had during those times was. Like I struggled with um, being a control freak and that's, that was the, the one regret that all those years um, it took me a long time to get over this idea that I felt like I felt like in a lot of ways. Uh, and, and again, you, you might, you might tell me I'm wrong and Andrea might tell me I'm wrong, but I felt like I 
pushed people away because I was such a freaking, no, 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 we have to do this. It has to be this way. And, and yeah, I, I felt looking back, I felt for a long time that I was just this overbearing asshole that was just telling everybody what to do and expecting everyone to, you know, operate quote unquote at my level, whatever the hell that was. Um, and, and, um, you know, I think that was ultimately part of the downfall was just, I, I, I gassed myself out on it, you know? Yeah. You actually, you might've just burnt yourself out on doing it all because yeah, you were very hands-on. Yeah. You, you wanted things to be perfect. I didn't mind because to, you know, to be all honest, that was a little bit less work I had to do. Um, I know what you're talking about with the pushiness and, and that kind of stuff, but when you're trying to put together a radio show with two other people and you're trying to figure out stuff, you kind of have to be. You, someone needs to kind of take charge, and I mean, it was your name of the radio show, so it's like you kind of had to be that person. So I, that's the way I saw it as I, I didn't really see it as who the F, you know, who, who the hell is this guy? Like, I'm like, all right, this is this guy's show. We're co-hosting with him, but this is like his thing. If he's not happy about something, so let he'll let us know. Um, I didn't personally see it like that. Um, I think now that we've been talking, one of the last times I did the show, uh, was in San Diego. I was with an ex-girlfriend at the time in her, her place. And I said I would get on because I think I was leaving for basic in like a week or two. And you were still doing it with Andrea and you were under the impression I was going to do the entire show. And I said, no, I was only going to, you know, and I was under the impression that I was only going to be on for like an hour. I think um, I remember this. Yeah. So I did my, I did my thing and then I got off and I said, bye. And then I remember you, texting me or sending me something in a chat and you were just like where are you going and i was just like dude I, I told you like i'm only doing this one segment i'm done i'm going out you know and you're like no you said you were going to do this and i was just like no i'm not and bam it was like that was the end of the conversation and yeah. i think that was the last time we had talked for a while see and and uh, you know maybe it's one of these uh what, what you know, like, uh, suppressed memories <laughs> yeah I didn't even you know you know we were talking about it too i was like oh yeah. I, I think that was the last time uh you and i hit last time i was on the radio show that we briefly talked you know yeah yeah Oh, and there we go. I mean, that, that that perfectly spells out why i look back and think that jesus what an asshole i was right um but again that that lens of time and and living a life and living in the real world and you know i i just it, it, i think it feels good to kind of just finally be able to to get all of that out <laughs> and just be able to kind of put a pin in it and understand you know what it was and really again i it's been it's been so cool to listen to you recount the good times mm. you know like cuz i, I I've got my own in my own head, my own thoughts and memories of what the good times were, but listening to you recount them is like, yeah, you know what? That shit was good. Yeah. <laughs> it really was actually good. Well, if my first wife taught me anything, it was look always it's look back at the good times, man. Not, not the bad that went, you know, really South, but yeah, I, I like, I hear what you're talking about. I could see how you could perceive it from your point of view. And how you might think you were being too much. I 
never did feel that. And if I did, I know I would have said something to you. You and I had that very open relationship. Um, that's just what it was. You know, uh, if you weren't a part of the show and kind of looking in, they might see it like that, but they weren't working one-on-one or one-on-two or whatever. Like we were like Angie and I were doing with you, you know? So I guess, I guess it just, it just all depends on who sees it the way that they might. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, but this is, this has been, you know, exceptionally, uh, helpful to me. It really has. I mean, honestly, bro, I, 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 I can say in in all honesty and sincerity, I have I have missed you, dude. I have missed talking to you. I have missed having you know your voice, uh, so to speak, in my ear. Because here we are. Now I'm 45. You're 35. It's 10 years on, and I've never met you in person. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever have a chance to meet in person. You know what I mean? It's just forget for Corona world for a moment. It's just that nature of, of life and, and having to do things like go to a job and raise your family. But yeah, I just, I feel like, you know, maybe someday there's that chance that you and I will find a way to sit down and, uh, and have a, um, a, a cherry Coke zero because there we us drinks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not sitting down to have a beer. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. That, that sounds good. And, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm here to help, you know, I mean, that'll be like $200 now that I'm going to bill you, but yeah, anything that'll make oh. you, make you feel better. Absolutely. Oh, I, I, geez. Uh, I'm in the other stimulus check. I don't think I have the funds for yeah. that, <laughs> um, for that bill, but, um, well, and, and, uh, again, I, I feel ah, it's like a, it's like a little bit of a, little bit of a weight off my shoulders now. Okay, good. I, I finally, I finally heard you. I finally connected with you the right way and I'm, I'm just like super glad that that you're doing well and that you and your family are doing well what's uh yeah what's uh, what's on the horizon here right so you've got how old is salem now he's a six seven six in october and i okay. have a one-year-old daughter who turned one in october as well Ooh, ooh october what october 26 so close so close to a good birthday. Oh my god. <laughs> October 30th is the birthday. You should have told your wife to hold on, man. Give it a couple days. Yeah. And then she could share, well, share she with Andrea. To and... Come out the 27th, but she came one day early. And uh, uh and then okay. Salem's October 3rd. So yeah, we were just like horn dogs at the end of December, early January. <laughs> we were just pumping each other out, apparently. You gotta you gotta build your family. You gotta you gotta you know, there's a, the biological imperative to, to I'm like no anyway. honey, I'll bring in the new year to you, you know. <laughs> what's uh what's uh what's on the horizon for you? I know you you and I talked uh the last couple days just kind of connecting a little bit before we did the podcast, but What's what's your um what's your next step? What are you looking at doing? I know you're you're kind of taking a break right now from everything uh, professionally, but uh, where do you want to be by you know this time next year or when we finally get things like vaccines and shit by hopefully summer? You know what is what it, what do you think is next for you? Um, it's it's honestly going to be focusing on making myself happily uh happy. Um, mm. it's uh. I mean, I'm still going to focus on family and stuff, but I need, I need to make sure that I'm doing something that I genuinely care about, uh, because I can't hit a wall like this again. Mm -hmm. And 
it's as selfish as it sounds. I am just going to be focusing on myself and make sure that I'm happy. Cause if I'm not happy, then my family's not happy, you know? Um, so I need to kind of take care of myself, which is what I've been doing. I'm definitely at a good place now. Uh, so a year from now, I just want to be able to, to come home and be proud of what I'm doing. And I, I really hope it's something that, um, I'll be helping people out with is, is something I kind of want to do. So, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see, you know, don't, don't check back with me in a year or anything like that. That'll be embarrassing if I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm under a bridge now, this laptop, it's not even mine. Um, and just go from there. You're running like a, like an Etsy store where you're selling like crocheted Captain America shields or something. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Dude, Etsy's like huge right now. I mean, just with COVID and oh, everything, there's all kinds I mean, of money. Oh sure. God. Yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. I mean, hell my, my wife thought, uh, started an Etsy store. She, she makes her own jewelry. Uh, so she has a bunch of earrings if you're interested. Um, oh. yeah, I know. I think you still got like an ear pierce, don't you? No, oh no! Are you kidding? No, yeah. Jesus All Christ! Right. All right, no. Did I ever have? I guess I must have had an ear. Did, I kind of swore you had like you had one of those like I don't want to say a ring, but maybe it was like a little diamond earring or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think, babe. Did I ever have my ears pierced? Not since you've known me. Okay, so no, okay, that's well, twenty-seven you know, years now. No offense to your wife, but she's a liar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh no no I'm a tattoo guy not an ear pierce guy that's what gotcha yeah uh all right so I think we have uh we've probably dragged that out far enough far enough good enough good enough thank you man I mean this has been it's been a good hour it's been it's been really nice and um you know I look forward to kind of doing what I always been doing the last couple years which is just kind of watching on on you and and keep posting pictures of the kids man keep you know, keep in touch and tell me and show the world what you're doing. Cause you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can say 10 years later, dude, I am proud of you. I'm proud to know you. Um, I'm glad that you and I got to share that part of our life together as friends and, and, and make something really awesome. So, you know, nothing but the best to you and, and the family, dude. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. Of course. And, and likewise, and it was, it was a really good point in my life being able to do that create, you know, creatively. And I haven't had that opportunity and chance since. And I don't know if I ever would again, because that was, that's such a nice diamond to go back to in my head. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, brother. All right. We'll stop there. We'll uh, wrap it up for today. Uh, Any of you that took the time to listen to this, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate the time you spent with me and Mark. And that'll do it. I'll come back tomorrow and we'll talk about some more stuff. Uh, For now, wherever you are, uh, have a good one. And uh, you too, buddy. Have a good one. You too, man. All right. See ya.